0: We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you listen, watch, discuss. Enjoy the show. I forgot to mention this in the episode, so I'm going to add this on to the beginning of the episode, but the intro is fantastic. I love the whole glitching between you know, different universes and the wacky, chaotic, jazzy trumpets playing throughout. It it very much captures the tone of the show, just this crazy, chaotic, multiversal journey that Fiona Cake and Simon go on. And uh, I love it. It's short and sweet. And yeah, it, although my only nitpick with it is that it's, it's short and sweet, but I kind of it's so good. I kind of wish it went on for like 10 more seconds. But uh, but but regardless, it's a great intro. Uh, so, yeah, with that being said, uh, let's get on with the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Brent Aiken. and on today's episode I will be reviewing the Adventure Time sequel spin-off series, Fiona and Cake. So, uh, I love Adventure Time. I started watching it uh, pretty much since the very beginning when it first aired in 2010 and uh, I remember seeing the commercials for it and I was like this looks like a weird batshit insane show but it looks funny and unique and I'm I'm here for it you know <laughs> I think it's it looks like it'll be good and uh, I pretty much watched it for the most part I watched it you know most of, of, of it in, in its entirety as it was airing although I fell off towards the end of the show just because I was watching well you know because I was watching other shows and not that I wasn't interested in it, I was just watching other shows and it kind of, uh, it didn't get boring or anything. I just fell off because of other stuff, you know. Uh, and, and uh, you know, but, but uh, the finale was airing uh, September, yeah, it was like September 3rd was when the finale aired. And uh, I remember seeing the, um, you know, back in March of 2018 the penultimate episode aired and they were like, okay, the finale is going to air in September. And I was thinking, okay, I'm like four seasons behind. I might as well go ahead and, uh, catch up. You know, like this is, I have like, um, like six months or four, you know, five and a half, six months of time to binge the show and catch up. And I think I, if I'm remembering correctly, I did go back to the very, very beginning and watch the show. Um, and yeah, I, I binged the like two or three seasons that I kind of didn't really watch much of, you know, or watch any of. Uh, and there, at a certain point, I did get to some episodes and the last two or three seasons where I was like, okay, I don't think I've seen any of these episodes. So like there were the last two or three seasons, I'm like, okay, none of this is registering with me. So like this is all, it was all new territory for me, which was kind of cool. It's like, oh, I get to binge a whole bunch of new episodes I, I've never seen before. This is cool. And, uh, you know, I watched the finale and I remember because it was the night of my, um, uh, it was the night my stepbrother and his, uh, his, um, uh, fiance got married and, uh, which was a good wedding. Uh, but like I, I had set, cause the, it, the finale aired when their wedding was going on or, or not when the wedding, but when we were at the reception, you know, like it was, you know, like eight o'clock, I think when the finale premiered. So I'm like, okay, I, I gotta make sure I record this and I'll, First thing I did when I got home after the reception, I immediately sat down and watched it. Loved it. I thought it was a great way to wrap up the show. Uh, And of course, I figured that and was hoping that I was like, okay, well, maybe eventually we'll get uh, more content from this world. You know, another show or a movie or something from Adventure Time. Because, you know, the show was a huge hit for Cartoon Network when it was airing. Uh, And it's still a big hit, you know, five years later. Uh, people still, you know, meme the show and quote the show and watch the show. And, new, you know, I, I see on YouTube all the time, uh, new people reacting to like new reactors reacting to the show for the first time. And, uh, you know, it's just cool to see, uh, all these, uh, like the, the fan base is not, it, not only is it not dwindling, but it's like growing, you know, throughout the years. Like, I mean, you know, five years later, it's still just as popular, if not more than it was when it ended and uh you know its popularity is showing like no signs of slowing down and i appreciate that uh you know it has it shows that it has lasting power a lot of shows there are a lot of shows that don't and a lot of shows that do and uh if you're one of the shows that do then you know you're in luck because you know you'll always have an audience people you know fans from the beginning fans that you know caught the show in the middle as it was airing and then fans who watched the show a couple years or a, a long time after it's ended, you know, we'll hear things like, oh, I've heard about that show. I've seen that show memed, you know, it's, I think I'm going to start it. Uh, and you know, like, yeah, just go, goes to show that, ha- uh, that adventure time has staying power. And, uh, and, and, you know, and then, so, you know, like two and a half, two years after the show ended, we got, uh, four, well, we got two in 2020 and then two in 2021, but we got four, uh, hour long specials, that were essentially, uh, showing the characters, showing some characters at different points in their lives after the events of the finale, with the exception of the BMO episode. The BMO episode was, uh, which I was confused for a second after, like when I got to the end of that episode, I was confused because I didn't realize that it was a prequel. Like when we got to, when it got to the end of the episode and it was BMO talking with uh, Finn and Jake or, or running into Finn and Jake as babies, I'm like, Oh wait, this is a prequel. Okay, because I just assumed this was, you know, Bimo went into space after <laughs> the events of the finale, and uh, I was like, okay, so he's just going off in his own space adventure. Nice, but this was before he ever met them. So, um, so yeah, that was crazy. But uh, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, if um, and uh, and then yeah, we got those two spe- those four specials uh, you know, one focusing on BMO, one focusing on, uh, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline, which to me is my favorite of the four because I love the two of them. They're an adorable couple and it was, it was sweet seeing them get together or back together in the finale. Um, and I'll get into more of them later, uh, because they do show up in the spinoff and their alternate universe versions get together. So I'll talk more about them in a minute. Uh, But yeah, that was my favorite of the Distant Lands specials. And then we had one on Peppermint Butler as a, as a you know young boy trying to learn magic again. And then with the last one we had... Well, technically, the Peppermint Butler one was the last aired, but the Finn and Jake one was supposed to be the last one aired. I, they screwed up the order. I don't know what happened with that. But yeah, technically, the Finn and Jake one was supposed to be the last one of the four specials. And then, you know, two years later, we're, you know, now... <laughs> uh, August 31st, was when the, uh, Fiona and Cake, the full-length, you know, television series, like, though I guess you could say that was a series, but there were more just four specials that were a continuation of the show, but this is legitimately a new, uh, a new series. Uh, so, you know, Fiona and Cake, uh, the trailer dropped in July, and, uh, thankfully, uh, like I mentioned in my Harley Quinn, uh, review a couple weeks ago, uh, that thankfully this, that Harley Quinn and this show were two of the shows that weren't uh, on the chopping block uh, for Max because, you know, like, they had a lot of their animation was, like, getting written off as, like, tax write-offs and, you know, just kind of being shelved, like, a bunch of animated projects and stuff. So, thankfully, Harley Quinn and this show were spared from uh, being shelved, although this almost was shelved, which, hearing that it was almost shelved made me think, why the hell was this ever, like, potentially, you know in the on the verge of of being shelved you know like it's like adventure time was on the air for 8 years it has over 200 episodes a huge fan base that like i said is has not been dwindling anytime soon or you know has never dwindled uh and you know it's still growing and it's still popular so it's like and 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 again they had the four the four distant lands specials aired on max you know so it's like why would you you know, what would be the purpose of shelving this when it's clearly a show that's still in demand, you know? But, uh, but yeah, the trailer premiered in July, uh, or dropped on, uh, you know, con- the week of Comic-Con, uh, and the show premiered, it's only been a month, yeah, the sh- or less than a month, technically, two days from now it'll be a month, but the show premiered, uh, August 31st, and... Oh yeah, I I'll go ahead and mention that, yeah, if you have not watched uh Fiona and Cake, uh I will be spoiling not everything that happens in the uh season. Uh, you know, but uh you know, a lot of stuff that happens. So if you haven't seen the show and you wanna watch it, stop the episode and go watch the show. But if you don't care about spoilers, uh or if you're gonna watch it, yeah, if you if you're gonna watch and don't care about spoilers, then by all means, uh, you know, you can Finish the episode uh but yeah if you don't know and I guess I should have mentioned this earlier too but if you don't know what Adventure Time is uh (laughs) it's pretty much uh yeah like I said it premiered on Cartoon Network and it was created by Pendleton Ward it premiered uh April I want to say it was like April 7th 2010 and then it it finished on September 3rd 2018 but uh but it's essentially a medieval sci-fi fantasy show in a way And it's about this boy, this 12-year-old boy. He starts out at 12. By the end of the show, he's 17. But he's a 12-year-old boy and his brother slash best friend who is a uh, magical, shape-shifting dog with the ability to transform into anything, practically anything he wants. You know, like uh, sometimes he'll, you know, Finn will jump inside him and it will become a Jake suit. Sometimes, you know, he'll turn into... uh, you know, he could turn into, well, you know, pretty much just anything he can shapeshift into, you know, and, uh, and the whole show, you know, it's like them just going on adventures, but as the show progresses, uh, like it starts off a little bit more episodic, but then as the show progresses, it gets more, um, it gets more plot and story heavy, you know, like the overarching story of the show starts to, to be pushed more into the forefront, you know? And, uh, but, but, you know, but because there's so many episodes, there still are a lot of episodes in those later story heavy seasons that are kind of just like relaxed, chill, laid back episodes, focusing on like the characters, you know, just going on an adventure, not really having anything to do with the overarching story, you know? And I wouldn't really call those filler episodes because, you know, like they're still good, you know, just because they're not focusing on the story so much doesn't really mean that they're bad or like a waste of time. Uh, I mean, unless you're only watching the show for the story heavy you know, for the plot and the the story arcs and all that, and in which case, then I, I guess you could make the argument that they are. But you know, if you like the show, then you'll like the characters, and you probably will like the the not so story heavy episodes. You know, the quote unquote filler episodes, as some people might call them. But uh, but yeah, you know. So and, and then you know, they they uh, some of the <clears throat> some of the recurring cast in the show are the Ice King, who's kind of their on again off again nemesis, until of course they. You know, we find out more about his backstory, and they sort of start to, not quite, you know, uh, be as uh, aggressive towards him. You know, they they kind of slowly befriend him once they find out more about who he used to be before he became the Ice King. And then we got uh, Princess Bubblegum, who Finn kind of has a crush on. That the whole thing with that <laughs> develops. She's the she's made of gum, bubblegum, and she rules the Candy Kingdom. And then we got Marceline who's a half-demon, half-human, who was bitten by a vampire. Uh, and, you know, like I said, her and Bubblegum have a whole uh, history that, you know, gets further explored as the show goes on. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's what the show's about. And there were a bunch of more side characters and recurring characters and villains and all that. And, uh, and the show was good. And then, like I said, yeah, Fiona and Cake premiered less than a month ago. And they... And as far as I know... I think it's they haven't said that it's only going to be one season yet, but they've only greenlit one season. But I've honestly enjoyed this season so much that I hope that they get a second season because yeah, this first season was just so great. Uh I mean there were a bunch of call there were there were a bunch of callbacks not only to the yeah, there were a bunch of callbacks to the original show, uh but it also kind of was its own thing. It wasn't just like, oh, here's Finn and Jake in um uh, just gender swapped and we're just going to do the exact same show um because you know the origins of Fiona and Cake are pretty interesting uh so what happened with uh yeah what what happened with Fiona and Cake is um that uh at, they first showed up in the season 3 episode titled Fiona and Cake and uh basically what happened was is uh yeah they showed up in the 2011 episode uh season 3 Fiona and Cake and the idea for the two of them evolved from drawings that one of the characters character designers on Adventure Time had uh she was a well she was a character designer and a storyboard revisionist uh Natasha Allegri 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 I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her last name. It's either Allegri or Allegri. I feel like it's Allegri. I'm going to go with that. But yeah, Natasha Allegri, she was a storyboard revisionist and character designer. She posted these gender-swapped versions of Finn and Jake online named, you know, she dubbed Fiona and Cake And uh, during the show's earliest seasons. And then everyone loved these gender-swapped versions of Finn and Jake so much that, you know, the the, the reception was positive. So... The producers and uh, the creator, Pendleton Ward, decided to write the characters into the show. And then they showed up, like I said, in the season three episode titled Fiona and Cake. Um, And it functioned as both a jab at and a huge celebration of being the feeling of being a fan. And uh, Because at at first they just existed as a fan fiction that the Ice King wrote. Like when we cut to the end of the episode, or when we get to the end of the episode, it's revealed that Fiona and Cake were nothing more than a fan fiction characters in a fan fiction the ice king wrote about Finn and Jake that he's forcing them to read as he's froze as he's got gotten them frozen in uh as he he has them held captive in a block of ice <laughs> and he's like so what would you guys think about the fan fiction i wrote about you two and then Finn's like panicking trying to think of something um or he's he's like uh, i don't know and meanwhile like he's asking them what they think but he's got Jake like his Jake's head is completely submerged in ice so it's not like he could have even <laughs> responded anyway like he's upside down in the ice and only finn's head is sticking out and it's it's funny and then ice king threatens him and finn's like oh no no it was great dude it was amazing and uh so yeah and then they go on to you know we get a little bit more of them throughout adventure time but you know and we get a little bit more mystery as to like the nature of their existence because at first it's like oh they're just characters created by ice king and yeah they're just characters created by ice king you know they're not real but then you know we get more development on Ice King's journey to make them real because like he, you know he loves this fan fiction he's written so he's written so many chapters and stories about these two characters he, you know he's like and he's just you know he's Ice King's a sad lonely old guy you know so he's like I just want to be happy I want friends that are mine you know <laughs> so he tries to to bring them to life and then um and, and, and you know, I think they're only in like five episodes throughout the entirety of Adventure Time because they're in that first episode. Then we show, see them again in season five. Then they show up in season six and then season eight and then once in season nine. So, wait, three, five, six, eight, nine. Yeah, so they're only in five episodes overall in the, the show. But that just goes to show how much people loved those two characters. That just goes to show the love that everyone had for these two characters, how much people liked them, the fact that, you know, they're like, you know what, people like these guys so much, these two, let's give them their own spinoff, you know, uh, which I think is really cool. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, they, they, and then towards the, you know, in like the last couple episodes uh, or not, the, well, the last Fiona and Cake episode, which is in season nine called uh, um, Fiona, Cake and Fiona, uh, we get, you know, the we, the episode ends with like it, uh, Fiona and Cake memories or visions of Fiona and Cake being beamed into the, into the Ice King's head. And you're like, okay, so what's going on with that? And, you know, it's not really until now that we <laughs> get an answer to that, you know, because they, they didn't really, you know, we, we again, we don't touch base back on that. We don't touch back with that for for the rest of the show, because after that episode, we have a few more in season nine and then season 10, and then that's it. So I love that they actually built upon what they established in Adventure Time with Fiona and Cake. Uh, And I also like, uh, before I get into, you know, what happens in this, in this, in this show, in this season, I like the fact that they also upped the age rating of the show because Adventure Time, when it originally aired, it was, uh, it was PG. Uh, But with this show, it's a TV 14. So it's an adult cartoon, like it's an adult animated show. And I like that they upped the age rating with this because it's like the audience who watched the show originally i mean if well and again even if they didn't like people now can still appreciate and enjoy adventure time despite it being rated pg you know but like but but it's it's cool that like for fans who watched the show when it was airing uh it's and grew up with it you know they can watch this new show and it's like it's grown up with them you know like it's like where some people who watched the show when it aired are at now in their lives, like, you know, Fiona, because, uh, in the first episode that we see her in Adventure Time in, Fiona is, um, she is, uh, like, 13 or 14, you know, she's Finn's Finn's age, but now she's 23, you know, in this new show, she is, like, an adult, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, because, like, I'm that old, you know, and so it's, like, kids who you know some kids were probably around Finn's age when they were watching the show maybe younger and now they're all in their and now they're all in their late teens early 20s early or maybe even mid 20s you know uh and they're like they can relate a little bit more to to Fiona being an adult so she's like an early 20 year old and and you know like the show's a little bit more mature but I like that they didn't go overboard with the like you know, there there weren't, like, really any, like, sexual situations or extreme gore and violence or, har- you know, really vulgar swearing, which, again, I don't really have a problem with gore and swearing, but I like that they didn't go overboard with it because they, they, it didn't need it. You know, the show just, you know, it was just a little nudge in the adult, you know, a little uh dip in the, like, a little dip of the toe in the adult pool, you know, but not diving into it head first, you know what I mean? Like they didn't go they didn't go uh as like crazy as like Rick and Morty could go, you know, or uh, family guy. You know, they didn't go like that. It's like it's more like a bo- okay, uh it's more like a Simpsons or even Bob's Burgers type of adult vibe where, you know, it's you know, the characters kind of curse a little every now and then, and there's a little bit more violence that you could get away with in that rating of a show, but it's not so overboard that it's like you know, pointless, or it's it's it, you know, it, or it loses its uh meaning. You know what I mean? uh And it's not just thrown in for the sake of it. You know, like it adds to the story and to the severity of the situations, and you know, like what the characters are going through. Like whenever they curse, it's like, oh, yeah, they're really, you know, uh, you know, they're really in a shitty situation. You know, but it's not like they're cursing every five seconds, and it's not like whenever there's violence, it's there's a punch to it. It's not just oh, let's just throw it in because we can. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I appreciate that, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, and an interesting thing with the show, they dropped cause the, uh, and also it's, uh, 22 minute episodes as opposed to Adventure Time's normal bread and butter, which was 11 minutes. So I think that's pretty cool that they decided to, uh, to do that because it's like, oh yeah, it's a streaming show, you know, uh, you can add more to the story and the characters if you, uh, you know, if you, uh, have longer episodes. So I, I thought that was neat that they uh that all the episodes were half hour episodes. And there's ten episodes in this one season and the story really is um because there's only ten half hour episodes in this first season, uh there really is more of an of an emphasis on the story. Like the story is like uh it's always moving, it's always going. Each episode, you know, adds to the story or you know, adds to the growth of the characters and, uh, which I really liked, you know, and like, you know, there's really nothing you could, again, call a quote unquote filler episode, you know? And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate that. And, uh, but they released, and I kind of was hoping they'd only release one a week because now I'm sad that it's over, but they released two episodes weekly until yesterday, which is when the, last two episodes of the season uh aired and i was like and i just got done watching them like you know like half an hour ago i was like ah, damn that sucks now it's over but like i said hopefully they green light a season two because i'd love to see more of the show but uh but all right so i just realized i've been going 22 minutes talking about adventure time and establishing the you know how the the creation of fiona and cake like where they came to be but it's cool. I, but, yeah, now with that out of the way, let's get on to what this season is about. So, uh, Fiona and Cake, it's pretty much just uh, about Fiona and Cake, uh, who, again, like I said, are just the gender-swapped versions of Finn and Jake. Uh, are you know, they run into Simon Petrikov, who is uh, Ice King. He's the human form of Ice King. Uh, and they basically just go on a multiverse. Uh, they basically go on a journey throughout the multiverse in order to make their world real because they uh Fiona and Cake find out that uh, cuz and it's interesting i like the mystery that they kind of set up in the first two episodes because we start off the first episode with Fiona and Cake in a regular world and it's like okay well that's weird because every other time we've seen them they've been in a magical fantasy world of oo yeah, or well they're it's called ah to them cuz the opposite of oo would be ah which <laughs> which i like that they did that but yeah like uh you know, I thought that was that was funny because like Finn and Jake's world's ooh, like ooh, you know, the land of ooh, and they're the land of ah, but yeah, you know, their their magical world is magicless. You know, Fiona's a regular human, Cake's a regular cat. She can't talk. She can't shape shift. Her the way she's designed looks more like an average cat. You know, and you're you know when you start it, you're watching it, you're like, what's going on with? Uh, why is their world uh, just a regular world? You know, are they? You know, is this? because you know they establish in adventure time that there is a multiverse we have a multiverse established within that show so i was thinking okay maybe this is actually how fiona and cake are you know like maybe this is just their real this is their universe and and then i was like but then if they, if they're if they actually exist how is ice king how does ice king know about them and uh and you know they really set up a good mystery with that and then when they run into uh, when Prismo calls them to his time room, uh, you know he basically tells them, and he he summons Ice Ca- uh, or Simon to his uh, time room too. Uh, Prismo is pretty much just like this all powerful being, or not not completely all powerful, but he's a wish master. He's basically like this. Uh, he lives in a floating cube in space, uh, like the world between worlds. You know, it's it's like in space, and it's uh, it, you know, in between all the multiverses or universes in the multiverse, but it's like a cube. Uh, there's like holes, uh, like door holes on each side of the cube. And Prismo is basically like a, he's, he's like a pink, a shadow just stuck to the wall of his, of the inside of his cube. And you know, anyone who goes there is granted one wish. Um, and, you know, and, but, but that's pretty much what he is. And he's got a TV wall that he, he can view anyone's wishes. Like after they grant the wish, he can see like, oh, okay, this, this wish is doing well. And, and every time, every time he creates or grants a wish, it, it branches off and creates a new alternate reality, uh, an, a new universe, which I thought was pretty cool. But he basically, uh, when Fiona and Cake, you know, he calls the two of them and, and Simon there, uh, Fiona and Cake and Simon meet up. He basically tells them, hey, look, I was bored one day (laughs) and I love the explanation because it pretty much explained everything that anyone had any questions about. Like, if anyone had any questions about Fiona and Cake uh, and, you know, they were pretty much all explained in this moment, in this episode. But it was uh, episode four. Well, yeah, episode one is all about Fiona and Cake. Episode two is focusing on Simon. Uh, Three, Cake goes to Ooh, And then episode four is when... Prismo notices, oh, wait, Fiona and Cake are in, ooh, this isn't right. Uh, And, you know, and he pretty much summons them all to the time room. He basically tells them that he's like, hey, look, guys, okay, so I'm going to level with you. Fiona, Cake, I created the two of you. I was bored one day and decided to create my own universe, even though technically I'm not allowed to do that. The only way I can create a new universe is by granting someone's wish. You know, that's the only way I can, uh, (laughs) I can do that but i was bored and created my own universe and then i realized after i created it that i just copied finn and jake you know which i love that cuz like he's like on his laptop creating the universe and then he gets to the final design of his two main characters then he's like oh shoot did i just copy finn and jake <laughs> and then he just shrugs it off he's like ah eh, whatever it's fine but uh but yeah so uh you know once he realized that he's like oh yeah why well, can't have you uh, you know if uh, anyone realizes that i created this universe out of um you know out of my own joy you know like like my own reasonings like uh, you know it was it's unauthorized like i can't create my own universe the only way i can create it is yeah granting someone's wish and having and branching it, their wish off into its own universe you know but i can't just create my own that's against the rules that the gods and everything and my boss says set up, you know, so he hid hid the universe away within Ice King's mind, because Ice King was crazy, and (laughs) he just beamed all of the, beamed Fiona and Cake's entire universe into Ice King's head, and then, but in the finale, when Ice King, uh, basically, um, Ice King uh, reverted, okay, well, I'm gonna try to explain this without losing everyone who hasn't seen adventure time. Uh so in the finale there's this all powerful being called Golb who's just like a red blocky monster of chaos and who doesn't speak. He's just got these this ma- huge mouth with these nasty pointy teeth and these big blue eyes and it, his head's shaped like a block like this pointy like his head looks like a pyramid and he's got like these like weird shapes floating around him. And I'm pretty sure everyone who's never seen the show is thinking, like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but but yeah. So Gulb's pretty much just a god a chaos god. And uh in the finale, uh Simon or Ice King and Betty, and Finn too, but he's not really important to what is happening here, but they all get swallowed by Gulb and he digests them and like breaks them down into their natural original forms. So when he does that Ice King reverts back to his human form, uh, which was Simon Petrikov before he put on the crown and the magic consumed him and he turned into a crazy ice wizard, you know, and then, um, uh, and once he did that, Betty decided to sacrifice herself by w- granting a wish with the crown. Uh, you know, she basically said, Hey, look, I wish for the power to keep Simon safe, no matter what happens. So the, the crown merged her and gold together so she became Gold Betty, as Simon dubs her in, in this show. and then she just pieces out. She go opens a portal and just leaves ooh, and you know, leaving Simon to just be a human and live without her for the rest of his life. So she pretty, yeah, she pretty much just sacrificed herself so that Simon would be safe and uh, and live in his normal human form and uh, and then but once he once uh, she once gold digested Simon, broke him down to his original form. Fiona and Cake's universe was still in Simon's head. So, uh, when his magic was gone, so was their magic. So their world, their universe became a magicless one. They just, it became a regular human universe, you know, and, uh, which I thought was cool. And then, you know, they, they, uh, Prismo explains all that and, um, and, you know, Fiona and Cake, and, and, you know, this is when Fiona and Cake and Simon, like I said, they meet up, uh, Prismo tells them that, and then they decide to team up, and uh, they're like, "Okay, well, let's try to restore our universe to how it was." And but you know there, and unfortunately though, there's a an auditor, uh, an auditor god called uh, Scarab, uh, who's like this you know beetle dude dressed in a suit, <laughs> like he's got a suit and tie, but he's like very dignified, and he looks like a crystal beetle man, and uh, he's got a cool design. Uh, But he basically goes around imprisoning other gods for like breaking the rules, even if they're even if it's something like minuscule, like you know, like playing games on a work computer. (laughs) Like one of the gods, literally, all all he was doing was just playing games on a on a work computer, and then he just decided to imprison him in an egg in his little crystal prison, which is like it's just a crystal that he holds in his hand. But um, uh, but yeah, so they they you know after episode four. The next four episodes are Fiona, Cake, and Ice King, ho- or Simon. Sorry, Fiona, Cake, and Simon uh, hopping between universes throughout the multiverse in search of another crown, of another Ice King's crown. So that way, Ice, or sorry, damn it, I keep calling him Ice King. So that way, Simon can put that versions that version of Ice King's crown on, and uh, basically transport Fiona and Cake uh, back into their world and turn their world back into you know the magical one that he used to be uh but you know and it's like oh damn what you know si- you know Simon doesn't really even he's like okay look these two people need me or these two need me i'm going to make sure i do whatever i can to help them even if that means going back into my crazy you know uh forgetful ice king self you know cuz like ice king was kind of crazy and forgetful and didn't really retain many of his memories from when he was a human so it's like Well, damn! If I, if you, if he does that, he's just gonna he's just gonna go back to being Ice King because in the second episode, which is again entirely focused on Simon, he's pretty much just depressed because he's like, "Look, I have no Betty. My surrogate daughter, Marceline, is off living with Bubblegum, getting trying to get matching tattoos. Like, they're they're a couple. They're they're off doing their own thing. I have no Betty. You know, I just I'm and I'm living in this magical world that I." was just thrown into uh that you know it, it's it's an adjustment for him, and it's you know the and the only human city that the only normality that he has is like living in this futuristic human city that's like floating above the forest of oo <laughs> and uh and I thought it was cool to see the humans again because it, at the end of adventure time in the finale uh which uh, we we see them in season eight, but you know we don't see them until the finale again. But Finn and Jake are, like, chilling on a beach in the end montage of the finale. And Jake's like, hey, Finn, look at that. Like, he's pointing off in the distance. He's not, we don't actually hear him talk. It's muted. But, like, he's pointing off, looking like, hey, Finn, look at that. And we see, like, three cruise ships heading towards the shore. And, like, all the humans are on board. I'm like, oh, shit, that's cool. But, you know, and I I was like, oh, man, I wish we could see that, though. But we actually get to see it uh, here. So I thought that was cool. But, like, clearly these are all humans from, like, three centuries from before he was around, or, I mean, they're, they're from after he was, uh, around, you know, cause Ice cane was a thousand years old or, you know, it's been gone for, Simon's been gone for a thousand years in a way, because when he put on the crown, he was Ice King, he was forgetful and crazy, you know, uh, and sometimes naive and gullible and stupid, you know, and all these humans weren't alive when he was. So, you know, it's pretty much like he's been, like, yanked out of his own time and living in this futuristic, crazy, medieval sci-fi fantasy world. And, yeah, he's just lost and sad. And it's kind of sad just seeing Simon so depressed. (laughs) But but throughout the next four episodes, you know, once they start hopping between universes, we get to see Simon open up about his past with Betty to Fiona and just, you know, hanging out with Fiona and Cake and realizing that, Like, hey, I was kind of lost without anything to do in my life. And I didn't really feel like I had anyone, you know, that I could, you know, because like I said, everyone I either knew was off doing their own thing or dead or a magical God, you know. (laughs) So it's like I didn't really I felt like I had no purpose. But once these two showed up, you know, needing my help, it, you know, gave me a sense of purpose. And like I bonded with them and and became their friends you know and they need me they needed me i was i it felt good to be needed and it felt good to have a friend or, or two friends in this case that i could uh confide my my you know feelings with and i was like oh that's sweet you know and and it was cool seeing them bond uh and 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 these you know episodes five through eight uh i loved seeing all the universes they went to because two of the universes they go to are two that we've uh well one that was hinted at in the show that we don't actually get to see, and then one of them, the first one they go to is a universe we actually did get to see. Uh in episode five, they go to Farm World, which uh in season f- the season five premiere of Adventure Time, uh, is when we first meet Prismo. Finn and Jake are trying to chase after the Lich, who is pretty much just this uh he's 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 not really a god. He's like a lower level God, but like he's pretty much Uh, an agent of chaos, too, and, you know, he wants to watch the world burn, and, you know, he pretty much, he wishes for the extinction of all life, Uh, and then uh, Finn and Jake, when, you know, they're like, oh shit, we're too late, Uh, but because they're in Prismo's time room, he's like, look, you're in my time room, you're safe until you grant your wish, and Finn decides to wish for the Lich to have never existed, so when he wishes for that, it creates... Like I said, Prismo, anytime someone grants a wish, he creates another universe. Like, another, he creates another universe from that wish. So uh, Finn essentially created another universe when he granted that wish. And that world was Farm World, because it's pretty much, without the Lich existing, uh, whole, basically, I won't go into everything, but a whole bunch of stuff that was supposed to happen never happened, or happened in a different way, and pretty much the world is kind of like, you know, like 1920s, maybe farm world, but it's also like a little bit of a dystopia because some people have robotic limbs and then, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's pretty much just a world of farmers and like a little market and all that, you know, and and a gang of assholes led by this big destiny guy (laughs) that, uh, which they show up in this episode. I was happy to see them. And yeah, the thing about this show too, is we get a lot of cameos, throughout the entire season of, like, characters from Adventure Time and it was just great to see all these people like, people you would never have thought would pop up again or you wouldn't think would even have a a, just a little tiny cameo show up, you know it was great to see all them, you know um, like we get one of Jake's children, TV we get Dirt Beer Guy, Wyatt pops up, like, and again you know, if you've never seen Adventure Time, you're like, who the hell are these people, but uh, you know, it was cool to see so many cameos thrown into the the show, but it not feel like overloaded or bloated with them. You know, uh, I appreciated that. But yeah, so uh, Fiona Cake and Simon first go into Farm World, and we get Farm World Adult Finn, who's got his own kids and everything. It, it was really cool. But you know, the Scarab chases them, so you know, out of their world, that world. So using Prismo's remote, which is what. Allows them to travel between universes. They go to uh a universe where, um, they they go to a universe where Ice King was able to control the magic and essentially he became the Winter King. So he's like Simon, if Simon was able to harness the magic, and regain and maintain his sanity and humanity in a way. But then the twist with that is that he was projecting all of hit the craziness of the magic, onto Princess Bubblegum. And, uh, for like hundreds and I think, I think they said thousands of years, but, or at least for hundreds and hundreds of years, Bubblegum was a crazy, she was basically a prisoner in her own body. And that had turned, that had, and her mind was just, uh, had become insane because Ice King was projecting the craziness of the magic of the crown onto her. That's how, that's the only reason he was able to maintain his sanity. Uh, and then he ends up turning to dust once the magic, like Fiona because they're not supposed to be in that universe so every now and then whenever they touch something in another universe it glitches and like loses it loses its magic because they're m- magicless you know from a magicless world you know uh, or they are now because of what happened with gold uh, so when they do that uh, whenever they touch something it loses its magic so Fiona <laughs> as like she shares a kiss with the winter king she touches his crown as she's like kissing him. And the crown loses its magic and then uh, Winter King just ages rapidly and dies. And uh, and then because, you know, the crown's gone, Bubblegum's, the curse, you know, of, you know, Winter King projecting the magic on her is gone and she reverts back to her normal self because when she was crazy, she was the Candy Queen, you know. It was kind of like a Harley Quinn made of candy just running around kidnapping the Winter King, which I thought was a clever... Uh, I was like, oh, that's clever, because, like, in regular Adventure Time, it was always, you know, in Finn and Jake's world, it was always the Ice King, or at first, it was always him kidnapping Princess Bubblegum, you know, Ice King, and then Finn and Jake having to save her, at least that's how it was originally, and then later, they Ice King stopped doing that as much, but, uh, but I'm like, oh, that's cool, so in this universe, you know, uh, Bubblegum's the crazy one, <laughs> and Ice King is the sane one who gets kidnapped, you know, uh, I'm like oh that's 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 clever um but yeah so that was pretty cool and um yeah so that was cool that that was a crazy twist I didn't see that coming the songs in that one were great too like uh the guy and and what I thought was cool is that it wasn't Tom Kenny voicing um uh voicing Winter King it was uh some guy named Brian David who voiced him was it Brian David Garrett uh let me see Uh, Gilbert, my bad. Brian David Gilbert, who voiced the Winter King. Uh, I was like, oh, he's got a great voice. Like, he had, and it was a great song. And then Hinden Walsh uh, voiced the crazy Princess Bubblegum, the Candy Queen. Uh, she had a great catchy song, too. I was like, oh, that's pretty catchy. There was a great song in the Simon episode, too, sung by Rebecca Sugar, who, if you don't know, she used to work on Adventure Time. Then she branched off and created her own show, Steven Universe, which has a lot of songs, sung by her and just sung by the cast in general. But, uh... But yeah, so that was cool. And then episode seven, they go to a universe where vampires took over and Marceline is now being raised by the vampire king, which again, he was a, he had a camp, you know, he showed up in the original show, uh, you know, when Marceline was having to deal with her past, she had to end up killing these vampires that she had killed before after her powers were gone. They, they manifested into their original selves you know, and they're like, okay, well, now we're going to take over, or try to take over again. And, uh, I was like, oh, cameo by them, you know, and then, uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then, you know, they, they, uh, try to get the crown there, but they, they fail. You know, most everyone in that universe that's part of the vampire killing army, they end up dying. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, damn. I was like, I really liked Martin. And I, oh, oh, no, Huntress Wizard, she died. You know, I was like, and, and that's another thing too with the show. There are so many deaths of alternate versions of characters from the original show. Like in the next episode, Jerry, they go to a world where, uh, like I said earlier, in the season five premiere, the witch wished for the existence or for the extinction of all life. Well, because he did wish for that. So he's thrown, he is, uh after he's granted that wish, Prismo creates a universe where everyone in Ooh just, it was almost like a, a nuclear bomb went off and everyone just vanished into a skeleton you know flashed into a you know it's like their skin and flesh all just evaporated at once and they turn into a skeleton uh so you know that they all die and the lich when yeah when they find him he's pretty much just bored with everything like fiona cake and simon show up and he's like you know what i'm I'm just bored i've been sitting here by myself and this little annoying robot bemo that kept trying to talk to me and <laughs> but you know he 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 was not living he's a robot you know so it's like I, I, You know, killing him or torturing him would be pointless, you know, and, and it's crazy to think that's like that's what the lich has always wanted throughout Adventure Time was the extinction of all life. So it's crazy to think that once he got that, he essentially became depressed. You know, it's like, it's like, well, I have nothing else to do, so I just sit here and sulk. <laughs> but, um, uh, and, you know, and it just goes to show how depressed he was that the fact that he had three living beings in front of him and he didn't think to torture or kill them. He's just like, I it's pointless i mean it's i'm just gonna feel like how i did a minute ago when i kill you guys so why bother you know but uh but yeah we had a we have a bunch of alternate universe versions of beloved adventure time characters just biting the dust in this (laughs) show in this season and again to kind of show you know it gets a little darker you know we get like uh evil marceline uh in episode seven in the star she steals martin's soul who's like uh finn's dad but this is alternate universe uh martin but yeah so uh she steals his soul and then sucks his blood dry until he's just like a shriveled corpse like oh shit and then in episode eight jerry uh the episode where they meet the lich uh bemo they run into Bimo. he tries to help them uh charge the remote but it overheats him and then he like catches on fire and blows up i'm like oh shit bemo died <laughs> You know, and then, and then, uh, Huntress Wizard in the previous episode gets stabbed. She gets like shot with like five arrows. Uh, and it's like, damn, everyone's just biting the. D- I mean, you know, and, and thankfully it's because there are alternate universes that it's like, oh, well, it's, it's better because it's not the characters we've grown to know and love, you know, but, uh, and, and also in the original world, uh, back in Simon's world, you know, Finn's an adult and Jake has been dead for years. It's like oh damn, Jake's dead. And real, you know, and we don't know. And I, I, I lo- love and also kind of hate slightly that we don't never found out how Jake died. But again, it's kind of it's again. I love it more than I hate it because it's kind of cool that they just left it up to interpretation. It's like well, he died. It's been a while. You know, you guys. We'll leave it up to you guys to figure out how you think he died. You know. But uh, but yeah. So those episodes are great. And then the last two episodes we get are pretty much just. Simon and Fiona and Cake trying to stop the scarab and figure out how to brain Fiona and Cake's world back to its magical self or magical version but Fiona and Cake come to the realization that cuz they run into uh Gary and Marshall Lee who are the gender swapped versions of uh Bubblegum and Marceline or the human ver- you know human gender swapped versions cuz like I said uh you know they lost the magic of their world when Gold you know, broke down Simon turned him into a regular human. They lost their magic. So so they're pretty much human, but they used to be, you know, made of bubblegum and one was a demon human vampire hybrid, you know. But uh we see them meet and fall in love, like that's a subplot throughout the middle of the season. And it's sweet cuz like they have great chemistry too, same with Bubblegum and Marceline cuz in in the original show, Bubblegum and Marceline started off as kind of rivals but then as the show went progressed and as it went forward we saw that oh wait they actually had some history and not only did they were they friends they were uh they were dating they were in a relationship a romantic relationship and we slowly throughout the course of that show we get to see the two of them repair their friendship and eventually in the finale their relationship because they share a kiss and they get back together and then of course like i said the distant lands special that focused on the two of them obsidian was my favorite that that was my favorite of the uh uh specials because it was just you know a whole episode about the two of them as a couple again and I was like oh they're adorable I love it and so to see the gender swapped versions of the two of them get together uh was cool I was like hey Gary and Marshall got together nice um and also and it was just nice to have uh Marshall it was cool to have da- Donald Glover I almost said Danny Glover it was cool to have Donald Glover come back as Marshall I wish they got Neil Patrick Harris, though, to come back as Gary or G- Gumball, you know. But uh, but the guy they got, Andrew Reynolds, uh, was good, too. Uh, I feel like I've seen him in something before, but I don't know what. Oh, he voices Matthew on Big Mouth. Okay, because I'm like, oh, and he's William in Invincible. Okay, because I'm like, I've heard this guy's voice before, but I don't know where I've heard it from. So, okay, that's where he's... Okay, because I'm like, I've heard his voice or something before. okay. Now I know. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> that was bugging me a little bit. I'm like, where, you know... But yeah, so they, I don't know why... I guess Neil Patrick Harris was busy. They couldn't get him, but it's fine. And also, a quick side tangent, then I'll go back to what I was saying, but uh, Prismo isn't voiced by Kumail Nanjiani. He's voiced by Sean Rohani. And the reason why it's, it's so stupid because apparently Kumail wanted to come back. He He tweeted... Uh, a tweet and he, he said that he assumed that he assumed that Adam Muto and Pendleton Ward the casting crew and you know all them uh, when they were recording and making Fiona and Cake and recording the lines of dialogue and stuff he thought that they didn't call him back that they just hired this new guy and he's like well I would have loved to have come back but they didn't tell me and then Adam Muto tweeted and he's like no we did <laughs> We did call you. We just never got in touch with you for some reason. And apparently, and then he, and Kumail apologized, but apparently the reason why they couldn't get in touch with him was because, uh, his, uh, his PR department, uh, you know, his agents and PR department, uh, didn't let him know, which I don't know why the hell they didn't let him know because, you know, everyone, most everyone loves Prismo. He's a cool character, you know, and, and, and Kumail clearly liked voicing Prismo. So, uh, the only reason I can think to why they didn't as to why they didn't tell him was because they didn't like the show and thought it was a waste of his time, maybe like they like they were thinking for him, they're like, oh well you you've got better things to do than star in this stupid spin off of a of a children's show, or you know I'm not saying that's exactly what they thought, but that might have been their thought process. It's like, why would you know you have better things to do <laughs> than than this waste this is just a waste of time, but I don't know. Regardless, it was stupid for, for whatever reason why they didn't tell him because he clearly expressed sadness in not being brought back and interest in wanting to come back, you know, so I don't know. But regardless, the guy they got is like the second best choice that they could have gotten. Like, he he sounds so much like Prismo, it's like, he sounds, I mean, and because Kumel's voice is so distinct, he sounds just different enough to where you can kind of notice it if you know you know, if you've seen enough Prismo episodes and know how Kumail, like how, you know, his voice is distinct. So it's like, if you know what he sounds like and what Prismo sounds like, you know, uh, it's um, it might throw you off for a second. But like once you hear more of Sean talking, it's like, oh, but he sounds just close enough to him to where it's like it's, this is clearly the second best choice they could have gotten. And then and then eventually it get, it got to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, well, this is this is yeah, that the, the, he's he's close enough this guy's doing a great job, so. But anyway, just kind of a little tangent there I just thought was weird and stupid why they didn't hire him back. Or why the PR department didn't tell him that they were calling him back for the role of Prismo. But anyway, uh stupid PR department. That's <laughs> pretty much the the summarization of that little tangent is that, yeah, the PR department were idiots. Um who, th- who had, who thought they had his best interests in mind is what I'm gathering, you know, from that. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, long story short, yeah, uh, go, going back to the thing I was saying before, Gary and Marshall getting together was sweet. Um, and you know, and, and they pretty much got everyone else who, you know, to voice their selves from the original show. Like we get Pendleton Ward vo- voicing LSP. We get, uh, Jeremy Shada voicing human. I mean, human. <laughs> <laughs> i saw finn the human i just called him human we get jeremy shade of voicing finn again H- Hinden walsh and uh olivia olsen voice Bubblegum and marceline uh ron perlman you got to get ron perlman back as the lich i mean he's iconic you know as the as the voice of the lich uh felicia day came back as betty and we got and we got Sher uh shirmy and beth we got them the their voice. well actually no willow smith voiced okay Willow Smith voiced Beth in the finale and she was only in that one episode. It they got someone named Amani Hakim, which she sounds enough like her, but again, because I'm a you know, I'm I I I whenever I listen to a voice uh in a show and it's distinct enough, usually I I you know, I watch so many animated shows that usually I can pick up on a voice if it's a little different than what it used to sound like. So I'm like, wait, that's not Willow Smith, is it? And it wasn't, but and I and I looked up. I'm like, yeah, it's not. But she sounds close enough to her to where it's not like a huge detractment from her role. You know, from it's not a huge. Te- you know, it's not a huge distraction. She did a great job as voicing Beth. And then they got Sean Giam- Giambron. It, 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 I forgot the how to pronounce his last name, but he's the kid. He's got a very distinct voice too. He played uh, on the Goldbergs. He was Adam Goldberg. He was a uh, yumulak. He's Yumulak in in uh, Solar Solar Opposites, um, or Yumulak Op- Opposites Junior. I think is his full name. <laughs> oh, and he's Jeff and Clarence. Yeah. So, so if you hear this kid's, if you've heard this kid's voice, I feel like you may have heard it. But if you have, you wouldn't forget it because it's so distinct. But, uh, but yeah. So the the and the fact that they, you know, we get to see that universe, which technically it's ooh, it's just in the far future. But we we get to see thousand year from now, future ooh, in the finale. It's like, oh, we get to come back here. That's cool. Uh, But yeah, basically to sum it up, because I'm, episodes, well, I'm getting to an hour, but (laughs) so uh, they have to, Fiona and Cake are basically trying to fight off the Scarab while Simon pretty much says his final goodbyes to Betty. Like, like, uh, Golb, Betty, you know, uh, ingests Simon and then like they go, they have like a, like Betty's soul or kind of her essence, uh, and Simon uh, pretty much have their final goodbye, you know, like Simon admits like, Oh, I could have maybe put your feelings more, uh, and I could have been more supportive of you and your decision to go to Africa. I could have went with you instead of like, you know, instead of making you stay or like, yeah, I, I could have went with you instead of having you stay with me, uh, i'm sorry if i like kind of put a damper on your dreams and but he's like well i could have been more supportive of you too and you know and 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 you know they kind of work out some feelings that they had about each other and maybe some you know difficulties they may have had or so yeah some heart some some feelings they had they kind of maybe let fester or maybe let bother them about their relationship you know stuff that about the two of them they're like yeah well you know what this was stupid let's uh I forgive you, I'm sorry, I should have been more supportive and attentive of what you wanted to do. And and it was sweet, you know, it's like, okay, well, if Simon... And it's good, because Simon doesn't have to be Ice King, he can stay Simon. Uh, And because Fiona and Kate come to the conclusion that they want their world to stay the same because they don't want everyone's memories to just be wiped away. They don't want everything to go back to how it used to be, because that means everyone will forget what they were, you know. And, uh, so they basically, they, you know, the Scarabs erasing their universe, but they unerase it. Uh, Prismo ends up, uh, breaking free from this cube that the, the Scarab placed him in. And, uh, Ice King, uh, makes their universe, uh, legit. Like, he, he authorizes their universe. Uh, they restore the damage that Scarab did to their universe. They, uh, imprison him in his own little egg, Crystal prison thing, which I thought was cool. It's kind of poetic that the first time we see him is imprisoning another god, higher being, supreme being, uh, person. You know, and then we get to see them use that on him. I'm like, oh, that's that's poetic, poetic justice. You know, but uh, so Fiona and Cake, despite the fact that Cake's still magical, it can stretch and talk. Fiona and Cake's world, you know, is back to normal. I mean, it's like not magic, but normal, like how it was in the first episode of the show. You know. Uh, and, yeah, despite Cake being a magic-talking, stretching cat, uh, everything's back to just being a normal version of Ooh, you know. And then Simon, we you know, we get to see that uh, Simon stayed in touch with Fiona and Cake. And uh, and it was cool, you know. It was like, and he made, he made up with Betty, and Simon's doing better in Ooh. Like, he's, like, living his life and kind of out of the funk he was in for the past 10, 15 years since the finale. And I was like, nice. Like, if they end the show here... It was great, you know, but I I would kind of like to see another season a little bit more and a little bit more, you know, because, you know, I just love Adventure Time and I thought they did a great job with this spin-off. Like I'd love to see what they do going forward. Even though they did wrap up the main story of the season, but still it'd be kinda of cool to see what they could do, you know, and I'd like to see and and again I loved seeing Fiona and Cake meet with Simon. Like that was such a cool moment. It's like, Oh shit, you know, like twelve years of, you know, building up Fiona and Cake and like you know, them actually getting to meet Simon, you know, like who originally thought that he created them from his own mind, you know, it's like, that's cool but, uh, but yeah so, uh, long story or yeah, to, to summarize, the season was great, and if this is the end, the sh- whole show was great, hoping and uh looking forward to more from Adventure Time, whether it's from this show or another spinoff they decide to do, uh, the voice acting was great Tom Kinney, who, you know uh, Everyone knows he was SpongeBob. He was uh, he was dog and cat dog. Uh, he was the mayor and the narrator and Powerpuff Girls. Like he's that's just a few of the things he's been in. But you know he was Ice King and Simon. You know he plays both. And the fact that he can make his voice sound so distinct from the two of them to where they sound like two different people, but they're the same person, is crazy. But he did a great job with Simon. Very emotional, you know, dark performance from him. <laughs> Uh, like I said, Sean Rahani as Prismo was great. Kaylee McKee as the scarab. Donald Glover as Marshall Lee was great. Andrew Reynolds did a great job as Gary. Uh and then, of course, they got back the original uh along with getting back most of the cast, they got back Madeline Martin and Roz Ryan to voice Fiona and Cake, who again knocked it out of the park. And uh and yeah, they just they did a great job with the show. Uh I can't wait to see more again. You know, whether it's another season of Fiona and Cake or whether it's another spinoff show. Uh, can't wait to see more. So, uh, I guess that does it for, uh, yeah, I guess that does it for today. So, um, uh, join me next week when I'll be reviewing uh, season one of Ahsoka, the new Star Wars show. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that ends. I've got the last two to watch. So, But yeah, I uh, hope you all have a great weekend and uh, I will see you all next Friday. And until then, take care.